0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash W-T-F <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck nicks? What the fuck wads? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast WTF. Welcome to it. If you sense a slight differentiation in the sound, I gotta hammer shit out because I'm back in the garage. I'm back in it. I'm back. I'm here. I'm in the new studio after we had all the work done because the city came down on me, man. Some of you know the trials and tribulations of a guy who bought a house with a garage that was already set up to record in. And then only to find that moments after he bought the house, it was tagged by the city and he had to make it into an apartment. I'm sitting in it. I'm sit- And it sounds pretty great in here. It's pretty cozy. I'm very excited about it, actually. I have a new lease on life for some reason. I don't know why things aren't getting any better in the world, but for some reason, moving into the new place here, the new studio with the new rug, new floors, new door. All the uh, walls have sound insulation in them, double-paned windows. I got sound uh, curtains on a couple of the... Um, Windows I got my panels that Julian, the kid Julian built he came over. I'm gonna resolve a little bit of bounce in here but all in all, exciting. And also I can make hot tea right here. People can go to the bathroom right out here. I could I could cook them fucking dinner in this place and they could shower if necessary. So if there are any of anybody out there, any of you celebrities or people that might be interesting, Wrong way to put that. People who I've talked about wanting to talk to, you know who you are. If you listen, if it's any sort of a perk, you can shower here. I'll, I'll have towels. There's a full shower. I can, I'll you can cook here if you want to bring over some meat. We can cook it in the kitchen here at the studio. A lot of options now. A great refrigerator. Things. It's it's a whole different ball game here. I got closet space. If you want to if you want to store some stuff upstairs, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, Albert Brooks. If you want to come over and shower and have something to eat and make it yourself or I'll cook it for you, we can do it all right here in this structure. Pretty exciting, isn't it? I would like to say this, though. I don't do many podcasts, but I did this kid, Rick Glassman. I don't know if you know him. He's a comedian, young guy. He was also on the show Undateable with Dalia and Funches. Uh, he asked me to be on his podcast. I did not know what to expect. Did not know there was a video element. Did not know it was goofy and weird. I should have assumed as much, but I decided to do the podcast. It's called take your shoes off and you can listen to it, uh, wherever you get your podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. You can get it through, I think, rickglassman.com, but it's a rare opportunity to see me pretty goofy and I had a good time and I did uh, goofy shit. And I like the kid, but that's as far as I'm going to go. I have problems with him, which is one of the reasons I went on his show. But it was fun, and I don't say that too often. There's something wrong with me? Am I going down the... What's what's going on? Is this the beginning of it? Also, live shows. Dean and I have a very good time on the road with or without you. So you can come or you don't have to, but we're going to have pretty good time anyways. But Orlando, Florida, I'm at the Hard Rock Live on February 14th, Valentine's Day. I will do some love material. I will talk about love in a way that'll make you happier with the person you're with. Then uh, in the next night, I'll be at Tampa, Florida at the Straz. man. We're going to the Straz center on February 15th, Portland, Maine at the state theater, February 20th, Providence, Rhode Island at Columbus theater, February 21st, uh, New Haven, Connecticut at college street music hall february 22nd and huntington new york at the paramount february 23rd you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour for links to all the venues by the way did i mention dan levy is on the show not daniel levy all right it's not the guy from schitt's creek it's not eugene levy's son this is daniel levy his parents are different than them and i like this guy I like this kid another kid i like I guess I'm at that age where I can say I like this kid, right? I can. Fuck it. I knew Dan Levy when he was a comic. Still, he's not much of a comic now, but he's the creator and executive producer of the new NBC comedy series Indebted. The series premieres. It's tonight it premieres. February 6th. I'm Uh, sorry. I don't have that information. I didn't ask you for any information. Why does it just do that? Did I say something that would make Siri want to talk to me? What information do you have? Hello? All right. Yeah, tonight his pr- his show premieres. That's uh, it's February 6th. Yeah, it's tonight, 8 30 Central. So not Daniel Levy. It's Dan Levy. That's got to be a fucking problem, right? Maybe it was insensitive of me to tweet... Uh, when it was announced that rush limbaugh had stage four cancer for me to tweet the human cancer got cancer maybe it was insensitive it was funny to certain people it was dark and uh insensitive and cruel much like Rush limbaugh (laughs) hey folks my neck hurts let's read some emails can we this one subject line finding your roots versus state of the union dear mark it's february 5th the morning after the state of the union and i wanted to share this with you my wife and i debated whether or not to watch the state of the union we are not fans of this potus and his lies and mistruths make us squirm but we also felt it the duty as an american to watch the speech and then it hit us why not watch something else that will inspire us and call to our as the president obama would say better angels so we pulled up your episode of Finding. Your Roots. We love the series and find the guests' reactions to their history fascinating and compelling. Watching the roots of you, Terry Gross and Jeff Goldblum, unfold made me think, what better example of America is there than the complicated story of immigration? It is the thread that weaves our national fabric together. It is our shared experiences, the highs and lows that holds us together despite our often deep-seated differences in ideology, which is why the current disparagement of immigrants and refugees is so saddening and disappointing imagine having risked everything to come here the last land of hope and opportunity only to be shunned and bullied by the current administration having seen the recaps of the state of the union address i feel we made the right choice enjoy all of your work a fan dirk in nashville thanks for reaching out dirk and i think you made the right choice as opposed to watching that professional wrestling like shit show in the fucking congress huh right there in the capitol just the greatest heel of all time healing it up man here's another one waiting for the punch my new bible Hey, Mark and Brendan, I've been a listener and fan since I was in high school. Your conversations on the podcast and your stand up have helped me push through and navigate the fucked up trips that come with being a depressed brown kid in L.A. with more addictions. And he'd like to admit I'm working on it. I got waiting for the punch when it was first released, plowed through it one weekend and put it on a shelf. The book has since moved with me from place to place and most recently found a home on my work desk in Austin, Texas. Today was a particularly rough day, and before leaning into some bad habits, I decided to pick up the book. I don't know why. I haven't done this since the first read. Something compelled me to pick it up and flip to a random page. I landed in the addiction chapter on an excerpt from Rob Delaney. What a guy. In that moment, I was able to get a taste of the warmth and clarity that the podcast consistently offers, a reminder that I'm not alone, a reminder to be kinder to others, Others and myself a reminder that it's going to be okay. I know I'm a little late, but I just wanted to say thank you to you and Brendan. The book is incredible. I plan to keep using it as a tool for healing the way I assume people use the Bible or those positive affirmations books as I continue on the path to a better, healthier me. I think this approach to the book could help others too. So feel free to share. Viva Boomer Elmer. Yes. Waiting for the Punch is available in paperback. Sometimes I get hardbacks I sell uh, signed. But, uh, see, it is helpful. It helped me. Every one of the fucking conversations I've had on this show have helped me in some way. Have made me a a more uh, empathetic, uh, wiser, um, smarter, um, happier person. And I'm glad that uh, that comes through. I'm glad that, uh, that you guys feel that. So this Dan Levy guy. Uh, yeah. Dan Levy. The guy I talked to today, I never disliked him, but he always kind of had this, you know, kind of a precious haircut and dis, you know, kind of dress kind of alty, emo-y, you know, his comedy was okay. He was always sort of around in the periphery, but I never had anything against him and I never really knew him that well, but I always knew of him and I always ran into him and he's always been sort of over there. He's younger than me, but then I heard he kind of made a show and I thought to myself, good for that fucking kid. I could, you know, it's like these guys who kind of transitioned into writing and, you know, made a nice living for themselves, started families like normal fucking people. God bless them. And I don't even believe in God, but I want God to bless them. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm happy for these, these youngsters that get out there and figure out how to have a responsible full life in fucking show business. Good for them. God damn it. And this Levy fella, he's one of them. So right now, let us talk to uh, Dan Levy, not Daniel Levy from Schitt's Creek, but Daniel Levy, the creator and executive producer of the new NBC comedy series, Indebted, which premieres tonight, February 6th at 9.30 p.m., 8.30 central. This is me and Dan you have an, an an issue with your name yes it's a problem buddy yeah so you're not daniel levy uh, no i'm not daniel levy i'm dan levy, levy. my no. dad my dad
1: isn't eugene levy my dad is elliot levy
0: elliot totally different
1: <laughs> very different same spelling of the last name <laughs> same spelling American. I'm American. He's Canadian, and uh, yeah, but my my dad was not.
0: Yeah, he's not uh, Eugene Levy. <laughs> no, no, he's not the famous Canadian comedic actor. No, he's uh, you're he's... not Daniel Levy, the creator of Shits Creek, who uh, acts in the show with his father.
1: Yes, no, no, I am Dan, Dan Levy,
0: Levy, son of Elliot Levy, who does what? I,
1: I'm a I'm a comedian. I created Indebted.
0: Yes. The new show the new, Right. But yes. your father
1: does what? My father is a traveling, traveling salesman. So he sells like- He's still a traveling salesman? Yeah. He's hoping to retire soon. But yeah, he's been in sales his whole life.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So very different. <laughs> very different people. <laughs> and uh, So in order to find out about you, you sort of have to do like Dan Levy- yeah, you gotta go Comedian through. Yes, yes, yes Dan Levy comedian Then you can find me. Oh, you're Levy I gotta remember that Yeah But you're not Levi Levy. No. Levy is the Canadian Levy's Right
1: And then I guess There was just like Some guy named Dan Levy Who was nominated for an Oscar He's a composer I was like, alright Not that it. guy either <laughs> No, not that guy
0: Well, you got one of those Jewish last names <laughs> that That, uh, you know been around a while. I know. I should have just had
1: a, I should have been like Dan Rivers or something when I was at Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault. <laughs> Dick
0: Daugherty, you're insecure. That's your problem. Yeah. You're another good-looking kid who does comedy. Keep falling. Stop falling. <laughs> That's all I did
1: at Dick arts Comedy Ball. I would just fall on the stage to the point where I had to go to uh, the hospital because I had a giant bruise that was growing up my arm. And I was like, There's something wrong with me? And they're like, what have you been doing lately? And I was like, I do this tequila joke where I fall on the floor and uh, get up and fall
0: again. And they're like, stop doing that. So wait, how do you, <laughs> it's like the old joke. Yeah. Doc, it hurts when I do this. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop doing, doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, did you, wait a minute. So where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. But I have memories of you. I mean, like I knew you. Yes. No. I rem- my first
1: memory of you was at the Gershwin Hotel. Um, oh my god! And uh, it was an open mic
0: when they had that show there.
1: Yes, and you were peering into the window. Really? Yes, and because uh, I think you were just dating. Misha, I think it was like the beginning. Mish. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, so you—that was, that was the beginning, I think. And I remember seeing you and be like, "Oh, there's Mark Mayer, and I'm gonna go talk to him." And I was like, "Hey," and clearly you were not interested in talking to a 20 year old comedian. <laughs> and I was laughing. Like, and I was like, uh, "What's going on?" And you're like, uh, no, no, nothing. No, the show looks good." I was like, "Yeah, yeah I, I love your comedy." And you're like, "I'm performing at Caroline's." And I was like, "Cool." And then you gave me your email. You're like, "You can come," and I was like, "All right, cool." Really? And then I emailed you, and then I came, and you didn't talk to me afterwards. And like, I guess we're not gonna be friends. <laughs> That was the story? That was the story. Well, that, you, had the, you had the Beatles haircut, like yeah, the I,
0: John Lennon mid-period haircut. Right, yeah.
1: I went through a lot of... Well, I, I think in the beginning, my first my, my, my first look in stand-up was this giant, crazy spiked hair. Like, I had mm. giant spikes. And then I went to the swoop. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, and then I think... Yeah, and then that, you
0: had that sort of hipster Beatlesy look. Yeah, thing. yeah. All terrible. <laughs> but so, wait. So, was Mishnah on the show with you? Yeah, yeah. So, we, that was the deal? That was why I was over there? Yeah,
1: and I thought you were just, like, wanted to hang out with some cool comics. And uh, I was wrong. So that was probably, <laughs> so that was probably when we were sneaking around. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was. Maybe I was just messing up your whole sneaking <laughs> situation. I was
0: like, Hey, there's Mark Marin. <laughs> I think that might've been like, cause I, we were kind of on the down low because there was an issue. We were both in a relationship with oh, people. Right. And I think that was one of those things where she's like, you know, when you're in doing the bad thing like that, yes. you're like, well, where can I see you? And yeah. she's like, well, I'm going to be out of the-. like any sort of opportunity you had to see each other outside of the relationships you're in, as opposed to just do the right thing and get out of those.
1: Yeah. You're like, I'll just go. I'll be pretty- I'll, yeah, I'll, hang yeah. out. I'll see yeah. you at the and I'll say
0: hi. And- no, we'll say anything. And I'm like, there's Mark Marin," And you're like, oh, fuck. This kid's blowing my cover. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, but yeah, but I remember seeing you around a lot. So you grew up in Stanford. How many like brothers and sisters? have uh, One brother. What's that guy do? He Does actually, he have a different father named Eugene?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, no, he's uh, he's actually an agent. He's in New York, and uh, he's like works with comedy and writers in New York. Really? So he,
0: yeah, yeah. What's that guy's name? Jonathan Levy. Huh? Not
1: Levy. Jonathan
0: Levy. And your mom was it, what, just they were were they married?
1: Yeah, they were married, and uh, they were just like you know, classic, very you know, Jewish, super Jewish. My mom's like crazy obsessed with me, sort of thing. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> like, from the very beginning from the very beginning always been obsessed with you yeah completely like and still obsessed with you oh yeah. Like, oh yeah oh really
1: oh yeah and your dad's just out selling things yeah my dad's just like on the road so like when i was first doing really yeah it was a crazy life and like when i first started doing the road like the colleges was the first thing i got into and i remember my dad was like let, let, let me look at your schedule you i'm gonna know? meet you really <laughs> yeah he would meet me in airports and stuff and really like, yeah oh yeah and uh what did he sell well, what does he a went, traveling salesman sell? Well, in the in his in like the, the height of the, the career he was like selling the magic bullet, which was that blender. Come on! Oh yeah, swear to God! So he would like go to malls. Uh, he'd go to supermarkets. Supermarket stand there. Uh, no not stand there He'd go in the back And be like oh, you, want, you want you want to buy 7,000 Oh so he's
0: selling to retailers He's not yeah, like yeah. Out there Like doing the demonstration No
1: not demonstration They're not his ideas Or else it would have been A different life for me mm-hmm. <laughs> But but yeah So he uh, He would do that And then he looked at would look At my schedule When I was like Starting touring You know And he was like This is insane You can't go Like you can't be in You, can't, you cannot be in like Long Island And then go to Florida And then go to Rhode Island Like this doesn't make sense and I was like dad you don't get it Okay this is I'm like flying. Paying my dues Yeah And then I remember I was in the mall <laughs> Your dues. I was paying my dues, and I remember I was in the mall, like in uh, Providence, you know, on that, and, and the Neon Entertainment. The college agency called me, and they're like, started screaming at me. You know, I was like, I do not represent your fucking father. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, what happened? It's like yeah. your dad just called me and said uh, that I don't know how to book colleges, and my, I, and he's gonna send me a fucking map. I was like. <laughs> That what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I don't understand what you're doing. That guy's an idiot. I want to book your shows. And I was like, No, this is a nightmare. <laughs> he's
0: gonna manage you.
1: Here yeah, go- he, he wanted to be in charge of my schedule. Oh my god, which which college agent was that? That's memorable. That was uh, it was Neon Entertainment. Hmm. It was uh, I could go to naca stand stand, shake hands, and just do a bunch of
0: colleges. Yeah. But your dad stepped in. My dad stepped in, and then the guy called you and was freaking out. Yeah, they did that all the time. I remember I wanted Neon did. Yeah, ne- Neon. Ne- they'd call you and
1: yell at you. They'd, yeah, they'd be like, "What's going on? Like, why, why is your dad forwarding me? Like, you know." Unmapp- or your dad kept doing it. Yeah, my dad kept doing it, and then I was like, "You got to stop because you don't understand. Like, this isn't sales. This is like comedy. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be terrible, and I have to like drive to you know Jamestown, New York, and bomb, and then come back." Oh
0: my god! Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna finish my smoothie. I right, do it.
1: Do you drink smoothies?
0: Yeah. I like smoothies. Do you drink what, protein powder?
1: Yeah. I mean, I go back and forth. I don't I, I just hate making them. It's like
0: I, that's the best part making them. Really? You don't the, like them? Do you have a Vitamix? Um, no, I have a magic bullet. <laughs> I have an old magic bullet. <laughs> you gotta get a Vitamix. Yeah, I guess I should. You have an old magic bullet? I have it's old ma- nostalgia for you? <laughs> no. This is what put me through college? <laughs> no, it's
1: just it's just uh I don't like cleaning the smoothie, so I just like go to
0: a place. You know, I just don't know what's in um, protein powder. Like, it seems like it, it's it's mysterious. And if I think about, it, I'm like, I get it's, veg- it's vegetarian, it's vegetarians vegetable protein. I believe the label, but what do we know about them? We don't. I'm
1: sure it's bad for every, everything. Ends up being like in like two years, like oh, if anyone ate wh- ate whey protein,
0: uh, you now have cancer. <laughs> like, god damn it. Oh, God, is that true? <laughs> I hope not. I'm not vaping. <laughs> I know that. All right, so you're growing up. When did you start doing uh, the comedy? I, but I, let's, think, let's stay with your father. So okay. you had... Because I'm curious about that. So you had magic bullets at home
1: in the beginning. Yeah, I mean there was like periods. Like he was, you know, my dad actually wanted to be in show business. He came here in like 1978 or something. To L.A. To L.A. It was here. For, Levy did? Elliot did? Levy. came out here in 1978 and was like, I want to be in show business. And uh, Dude, what was his plan? His he didn't have a plan. And Acting, he, uh, singing, I, like producing. What was he going to produce? He was going. He was going to show up with a suitcase. And be like, I'm ready to produce. <laughs> Even though, like in 1978, it kind of seemed that easy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it might have
0: been. That was was the transition.
1: Yeah, and then uh, he was here for six months, and then like my family was like, "You got to come back to New York and sell belts." What are you doing in LA? (laughs) Sell belts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wait. So your grandparents were in the belt business. My my uncle was. Your uncle was in the belt business. Yeah. He was like the uh, on the in the fashion district. Exactly. Yeah knockoff belts knockoff belts all that stuff so then yeah. so then he had no choice because he didn't have any money or anything so they moved back they moved. so your father was this wayward brother who <laughs> yeah. so was sort of like you know the dreamer yeah kind of and your grandfather was in the fashion business M- yeah my uncle was yeah so they just how did he get it how'd your uncle get in this is your dad's brother no it's my dad it's my mom's sister's brother my husband husband sorry yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, okay. So it's like second, it's once removed. Yeah. So, so you your dad's really like, it was a problem if your mom, his wife, sister's brother is there. Like there's concern throughout the family. He's got kids. Oh and yeah. And he ran to LA. No, it was, uh, well, I didn't, he didn't have kids yet. He was about to have a kid. In so, 78. Uh, yeah. How they, old was he? Um, in his
1: twenties? Yeah. And I was, I was born in 81. So then they, they came back to Stanford because that's where they lived and he just- He took your mother out there? Yeah. Yeah. She to met LA. Him. Yeah for like six months to live. But they met in the East Coast. Yeah, they met in
0: at Sleepaway Camp. And you're at Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, they've been together since they're fifteen. That's crazy. It's insane. So your mom's father's in the fashion business? (laughs) No one's in the fashion business but your mom's sister's husband?
1: Yeah. Was in the knockoff, like you know the the knockoff belt business.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's very impressive. (laughs) (laughs) So your dad he he gives up his vague production dream.
1: Yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess
0: does he have any stories from out here?
1: I mean, not, no, I guess they lived on, uh, where'd they live? Like they lived off, they like Sunset and La Brea.
0: But was he just out of college or something? What was the, like, what did he do before that?
1: No, nothing this was what he always wanted to do he got married and they're like he's like i'm gonna go to la i'm gonna do this and he came to la he met one guy this guy steve who's like a second ad that was his connection that was my connection when i moved to la he's like call steve and i met steve and he was a second ad and he was like uh this is very hard and i was like okay thanks and that was it steve (laughs) Yeah. Do you still talk to him? I I don't. I don't. He wasn't there was one time where I was making like a, a web series for Comedy Central and I yeah. called him to like help me. Yeah. And uh my budget was like three thousand yeah. dollars. And I sent him the script and he's like, I looked it over. I'm gonna need three hundred thousand dollars and you're gonna need thirty days. And I was like, All right, Steve, I'm I'm literally never gonna talk to you again. <laughs> so how did your dad know Steve he just I guess he had he had a job on he had, he had a job when he first got here and he just met him there I forget what the, I don't know what the job you know, was really
0: I don't know but so it was, he didn't come out here completely blind yeah he just uh he had one job yeah it, one, one we job you don't know what the job was. now What the job it was, it, was was. it was in
1: show business in show business yeah <laughs> and then and then he like you know went back just not not wanting to go back but they went back and then he started working in belts and you know this whole business and in uh, New York in the '80s, and then that was good. And then like he basically realized that He made a lot of money. I think he made okay money in, in the beginning.
0: But your your sister, your mother's sister's brother probably made some money, huh? I, th- I think so. Not, no, you don't know. Was, it seemed like a big time for knockoffs. It
1: did, but it didn't seem. I mean, no. It didn't seem that way based on everyone's lifestyle. <laughs> to oh, be yeah. Honest. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. Growing right.
0: up, you didn't think like you didn't go over to that guy's house and go like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No. no one lived on Long Island. No. No one. No
1: one lived on Long Island. There was uh, like in Connecticut, and it was yeah, uh, it was fine. All right. And then uh, yeah, and then and then I think at one point like my dad was like, "I don't want to do this," and then try to like get into like you know, just random Connecticut production work. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? I was probably like 12. And he just wanted like, he's like, is there a film shooting here? <laughs> he, yeah. He basically was like, I'm going to try to like do production. And I was 12. and I know what he was talking about. I was like, okay. And then that was him just basically not working for a decade. <laughs> and then, okay. And, yeah. And then, uh, so is your mom working? Yeah, my mom was in like, uh, education. So my mom was, you know, running a that's vague. What she she worked for Head Start. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so she did that pretty much the whole time. As my dad sort of figured out, um, that he was mad that he wasn't in LA and he left. And then, and then he got it back into sales like later in the 90s.
0: So after the decade of production, local production,
1: well, yeah, or trying, he was just trying to figure it out. Like looking back, he was just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How's he now? Now he's good. Now he's like, yeah, now he's very chill. I mean, he always was a huge stoner, like, my whole life. Like, I remember, like, going to a concert for the first time and, like, smelling weed and being like, oh, daddy. Like, that's (laughs) what he is. (laughs) So he used to, like, I think during that time. How old is he? He's 68.
0: So he's like a bona fide kind of um, 10, 12 years older than me. So he's like, you know, like a 60s guy kind of almost almost. 70s maybe yeah just like a a stoner
1: yeah stoner and like i think music guy he's not no a baseball guy oh just loves baseball and loved david letterman that's like really what i remember just he would like read the baseball encyclopedia and then laugh really loud at letterman and then go to sleep and then go and start his day again (laughs) that was it so he like you know he was he screamed at us constantly when we were younger and i feel like that was part of like his Pro- frustration. His frustration, but now I think he's gotten older and he's, you know, he's happy and he's just high and he's just chilling. He's, he umpires on the weekends to like, oh, yeah. He, he loves umpiring. And What's he, your mom do? Still the. My mom's retired now, so my mom just chills and just calls me constantly and tells me about her friends, kids I don't know, and, you know, their IVF and all that kind of
0: stuff. <laughs> so this is your life. This is my life. But it doesn't seem like there was a lot of, like, you, you didn't, you're not traumatized. No, I mean, I'm not,
1: I'm, I wouldn't say I'm traumatized, but I think like part of. Probably like my my drive to like succeed and all that kind of yeah. stuff probably comes from that time in my life where like I look back and like I my, don't want to be him like my yeah like what what was he you know, he no he wasn't you know he always says like he's like he jokes around but he's like I wish I knew you when I moved to L A you know because like you to, know, you. to me like yeah. he wish he had my he wish he he wishes that I was his connection <laughs> because so, you know he looks back he lives vicariously through me so he's a little
0: self involved
1: <laughs> I mean I think
0: they yeah I think everyone is right no. No, I know. I mean, they are. But to a degree where he still like looks back as that there was this weird kind of missed opportunity, like that things didn't work out for him somehow. Yeah. Like he talks about, you know, he talks about as you get older, you think about that. But I think
1: like me and like my career has like been so awesome for him, especially shows like like, based on my parents. So it's like this uh, one. Yeah, this show. yeah. Yeah. So he gets to like, you know hang out with Steven Weber and tell him to wear an Abraham Lincoln shirt. And like, you know, he likes that. So he, he and he's they've always been good with that. With like early on in my stand up, he would like drive me, you know, like back and forth. So you didn't go to college?
0: I did. I went to Emerson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you're in Stanford and then you decide you want to pursue show business or entertainment or, yeah, Emerson is a show business school. Really? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. But they had the bread to get, put you in Emerson. So you must yeah. have done all right with the- magic bullets
1: yeah we got you know got got college loans all that kind of stuff you know oh, you did I mean, yeah, yeah exactly yeah I and mean, we and then i went to uh emerson. and you,
0: you went through the full four years at emerson i did like three and
1: a half but i did finish but i i just got through it just quickly because i was just like dying to get to la and, and perform like i was just so focused like at emerson like all i did was stand up like really it was like, that was
0: the that was the dream why would you choose emerson you'd heard what i heard that comedians went there Right and, I, and I, um, David Cross, Dennis yeah, Leary,
1: exactly. I, mm. I think Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen maybe. Wright. Yes. Yeah, Eddie Lindport. Brill. Eddie Brill. Of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> Mike Bent, the magician. He taught Mike a comedy Bent. class. <laughs> yes. Mike Bent. Uh, yeah, so that's right. Leary taught there and Bent, Mike Bent is my generation. He taught there as he well. He taught me. Yeah. He taught me, he taught me, he taught me like a comedy class. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what are the classes you take in Emerson? This uh, is when there was only one Emerson. It was down on beacon or wherever yeah or commonwealth where was this it? down right by the fenway kind of yeah it was uh, not when I, really by it, the bridge there it was off of uh beacon street wasn't that it? that was yeah when i was there it was still beacon
1: and it was also boylston and tremont and now it's the entire boylston street
0: right and there's one here too i think
1: yeah there's one in la yeah 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 so yeah when so i just went there because i was like comedy will that's where comedy is and uh i just just and like day one i went to the open mic which yeah. was the dick dory's comedy vault i met Dan Mintz, you know, 20 years ago that night, and we became, like, good friends. Oh, I haven't
0: heard his name in a while. How's he doing? He's doing great. You know, he's the voice of Tina on Bob's Burgers, and he... Uh... Right, yeah, but what's he doing? Like, is he producing something or doing... He writes
1: on my show. Oh, he does? <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, good, good, yeah. And, um, uh, and we just... I performed that night, and then I basically did stand-up, like, every... Like I don't know, it was like fourteen times a week. I was like open mic comedy studio comedy. The comedy connection was still Faneuil Hall, and it was just like nonstop.
0: I was just in, it was it was insane, compulsive, compulsive. I was psychotically obsessed with it. So who was your generation there in Boston though? So Mintz, what he's not from that area, is he? Well, he's from Alaska, but he started at um at that time. Yeah. And he got, you're dealing
1: with Dick Dougherty, who I dealt with. Yeah Dick Dohererty, he'd come in the back with his weird hat and he would just sort of judge you and then Joey was at the comedy connection with the stopwatch yeah. and you'd be like, I don't if know he' Joey? Joey? yeah, I don't know where he is. Oliver
0: was the guy when at the comedy connection. Yeah. I, I
1: hated him. He'd, yeah, he'd stand there with the stopwatch and if you went like I remember one time if you, over, if you went over your seven minutes one time I went to 716 and he on was, an open mic on an open mic yeah mm. it was the uh, Robbie Prince show yeah. so it wasn't yeah and, it, and he would he would be like and I'd be like oh, fuck I was so excited killed and he'd be like you fucking went 16 seconds over you never fucking come back to this fucking place again
0: it's insane Robbie Prince started when I was there. Yeah. He was a kid. I think he won a contest or something. Yeah. He used to do a song to close. Yeah, he did a Trader Joe's joke there, I remember, and didn't get it. He did a song to the, uh, to a Billy Joel song, I think. He's like, I don't like the boss scene. It's full of sleezes, You can get diseases. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> and Kevin Knox was was, was
1: there. Noxy. Too. Noxy, yeah. He was just, uh, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, and uh, and Gary Goleman was just like, he was the big, he was the big guy. Like when I got to Boston 99, he already was like head to LA, did the Tonight Show. Goldman, Goldman, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. And he was, and Eugene what year Merman. Is this?
0: This was 99. So Goleman, because I missed Goleman's rise to whatever. I met Goleman fully formed at a different time. So he was a guy that, and Eugene Merman, that was a different scene. Because that's the one thing you had in Boston was like, you had the comedy studio alt scene later on but then you had the the kind of provincial uh dug in boston thing yeah Nick's, like Nick's right, comedy right the noxies and... and the mermans don't cross no
1: but but i was you know i was so young and i didn't even i was just so like perform anywhere so i would just bounce back and forth you know i'd be like right. a, i'd open like adam ferrara comedy connection then i'd be like performing on a rug in front of five people like you know in in harvard square somewhere you right know?
0: so they had that stuff there yeah yeah and then, when did you decide? So, so you, so you rushed. You you stacked your classes so you could get out early. Yeah, I rushed
1: because then I basically in uh, I think I was a, when I was twenty, I got selected to be in the Aspen Comedy Festival, the funniest college comedian thing, uh. and uh, and I got flown to Aspen. I was like twenty, and it was like this from crate, New York, from Boston. Oh, and it was you're a, still in college. I'm still in college. Yeah, and I went, and it was like the first time where it was like, you know, in like a real, like serious, like. M- industry event sort of thing
0: but whose festival was it then was it, was, it still HBO it was HBO yeah Lou Viola saw me at comedy connection cause his daughter <laughs> went to school in Boston I think oh uh, okay yeah so yeah, he came so and, he was scouting around yeah. Lou with his long grey hair yeah, and beard exactly fucking Lou Viola oh, what's he up to now I don't know but I remember just being like oh my god <laughs> it's Lou Viola <laughs> I know I remember that I had the same feeling about <laughs> Lou Viola like, these people that used to be important I know then you look <laughs> back and you're like why the fuck did I, I was like freaking out freaking out, freaking
1: out well, sweating well,
0: because they, they, these people at, the, at different moments have power, right? So he had power over that thing. Yeah And of course It was reasonable to freak out You wanted to do the thing Oh my god But then if you live long enough You're like That's the guy that used to be The thing guy Yeah I think he's like A pot farmer now I don't, I'm not even joking <laughs> Like it's like
1: You care so much About these people <laughs> And then it's like Oh you I, don't even You're not even I, around I know
0: I remember that I remember running into him again And he was like He's not even in the business Or something Yeah that That, that
1: happens where you like Get so stressed out And then you meet I remember there was some also Like some <laughs> executive Sometime who was like Killing me And then I remember Finding out He's like oh yeah he works he works in fashion now i'm like (laughs) he's giving comedy
0: notes for five years (laughs) he's out he's out oh my god that's so true yeah there was always those people i had a i had a fundamental disrespect for the other side of the business that didn't really benefit me (laughs) i'm aware yeah (laughs) what are you aware of (laughs) i just didn't i didn't understand that you, you you had to you know kind of reach across yeah i know you know that? I about mean, me? Yeah. You've heard? Yeah, I've heard. You're, you're like, From you on right. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, For years. For been, years and years. Been talking about it for years. <laughs> it's like Adam Carolla and his construction job. It happened a long time ago. It was clearly life-defining, but you should be over it by now. Yeah, but <laughs> you're not, and that's fine. That's what makes it you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. So Lou Violia gets you the gig in Aspen.
1: Yeah. And, and it, then everything changes? And I mean, I think everything changes. You know, like I go to Aspen, I perform uh-huh. at this thing, I Who, who else is on it? Um it was a bunch of college comics. I, the only comedian who I the only person still does stand up is Matt Goldich, who's a funny guy who writes on Seth Meyer's show. Uh-huh. But but that was it was, you know, we were all like nineteen, like college college kids. And none of them are around anymore? Uh no. No. Mm. And uh and then uh I won that and then I you won it I won it like I was like I won you know with yeah. my disc man like listening to Green Day getting pumped for the shows and I won that and then I got put on like another show with like like the regular you know because I was a college winner yeah. so I got put on like the show with like Geraldo and Gaffigan and like clearly was not <laughs> as good as those guys <laughs> yeah. but thought I
0: was right
1: and that's sort of what you know drove my did you uh, do alright
0: on that show though I did
1: okay yeah I did yeah. okay but I in was in Aspen
0: because it's hard to perform there yeah it was, it's a terrible place to do breathe, comedy You can't breathe
1: like, audience are terrible. And yeah, it's not not great. It's like yeah. rich people and executives, and you yeah. can't breathe. Steve people, the <laughs> yeah. locals, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it was just this sort of like amazing experience because I was super young. It was my first real experience with like show business. Show business yeah. in a way where like Steve Martin was there. Like I was like, and I was walking up to people the, the Wayne's Brothers in elevator. I was like, yeah. Hey, I'm Dan. I just won this festival thing,
0: and they're like, We don't give a shit. But I was <laughs> yeah. so happy. I'm, I was the same way. where you like, I'm here, and they're like, What? Yeah, no one cares. And well, it's like, but you realize as you, like now when you, you when you meet these people and you're working in the business you're on shows forever that uh, this is just the job. This is their life. Yeah. Right. So they and you're like, I did it. And they're yeah. like, What? What did you, you, know, yeah, you, you
1: do? You did nothing. You're here. You, you got. You flew. You took a terrible, scary flight
0: to Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> you dipped into the into the like, weird the, the jet and, and dropped into the bowl there. Yeah, and you're performing in a, in a ballroom. Yeah, in a place it's not good for comedy. Yeah. Oh, you performed in the ballroom, performed like the, at the at that hotel. Yeah. Exactly. George Lopez introduced me. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, There you go. That's there exciting. Go. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. guy um at the hotel what was that the jerome yes yeah yeah i went to that a couple times i don't yeah that must have been near the end of it it was it was because then that that was it
1: but then i remember being so upset because i did that and then the next year was montreal and i couldn't do new faces because technically i was not i was done so i went and just did it and that's where i saw you again for the second time and i didn't see you since the gershwin i remember being like hey mark and you're like ah look at you you shiny fuck (laughs)
0: You're always pretty well put together. (laughs) Did I say that? I believe, yeah,
1: something. I remember everything (laughs) that people say to me because I was like, there he goes. We're
0: friends. (laughs) Well, I always, I I thought like that kid's got his shit together and he's clearly puts a lot of effort into, you know, dressing and whatnot. Yeah. Like you had a thing going. Yeah. And I I decided that you were like, not part of the problem, but that like (laughs) I was going to, for some reason, just bust your balls. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah. 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 Because I remember seeing you at different points. So in Montreal, then what happened?
1: Then Montreal. And then, then at that point I had like, you know, like I had all, uh, the, and so the Montreal thing was basically I had like my managers. Were and, you like, I? but I won in Aspen. But, <laughs> Come on, can I yeah, just?
0: I'm, yeah. And oh, it was so. It was the
1: manager? The manager. At, oh, that was, I got, I went with Brillstein. I, that was Brillstein at that point. With Bernie? no 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 oh. it was uh which, which guy it was tim sarkis was my manager sarkis that's yeah. good that's the david cross john yeah Groff. That's exactly pedig- that's
0: pedigree he's still your guy
1: he's not my guy no. but uh but he's a good guy yeah he, you know i just was so new sarkis signed you where'd he sign you he signed out, me. out of aspen um yeah and i came, i did that and then i came for like my first generals in la and i met him then and then he
0: signed me there Ah. And uh, so, the, so people were banking on you. People were banking Sarcus on me. Sarkis doesn't fuck around. Sarkis doesn't fuck F- around. Sarkis wouldn't sign me. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't he, as shiny. <laughs> no, I definitely was not shiny. I was problematic. <laughs> I had to go into Dave Becky's office when he wasn't even a real manager yet. <laughs> he was still working at the Improv. No, it was <laughs> after that. He was a. He's sort of a half a manager at Jimmy Miller's company. Right. You know, and he and I and I knew he managed Tom Rhodes. So I was sort of like, he'll manage you, and I would, <laughs> <laughs> I go in there, I'm like, yeah, come on, you managed Rose. And he sat me down in front of Jimmy Miller. Wow. Jimmy Miller looked at me and goes, I see a little good and a little bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. But we're all friends now. Yeah, it's it all one worked. of those things. It all worked out. Yeah, it worked out okay. In, yeah, some people are bigger than me, make a lot more money. But yeah, I found my way. Yeah, that it It's in my out. house, it yeah, turns out. Yeah, look at it. So it's so nice. I love this place. <laughs> it
1: turns out it's just in my house. You got to move to this in neighborhood. in my garage. Yeah.
0: What neighborhood do you live in? You don't have to say, because people probably- confuse you with the other damn levy and <laughs> yeah and then go the, to that neighborhood looking neighborhood. for him and you'll go outside and go like no it's the other guy
1: my dad's elliot for the 25th time <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay so sarkis is he's your guy in montreal he's my guy
1: um but he was so my guy i believe in montreal he didn't come and someone else from the well, company <laughs> now
0: that's kind of so okay because i realized you know i, I first so sarkis was he, that, that's what they, they, he said, like, yeah, you're the guy. And then immediately he's like, hey, take care of this kid, you know, because I haven't got, I got Dave Cross business and, uh, yeah, and he's 20. John Groff business. <laughs> yeah.
1: So who would he
0: put you on? Who'd he...
1: um, and then there was this guy. Who's the, then the, guy, the, guy the other guy? The other guy was this guy, Jay. Yeah. And then he, and then, then my, my friend Brad was also like uh, interning and he was, it, it, it was not a good so, situation. So Brad ended up managing <laughs> you? <laughs> no, he was just the guy I talked to and be like, hey, is it normal that managers don't call their clients back?
0: It is, a, it turns out. Yeah. and then, But it's awful.
1: It's awful. And yeah. I remember that, that year, I just would call him constantly, and he wouldn't call me Jim. back. Yeah. And then for Christmas, I got gave him a phone. And I remember he called me. He's like, people are, are laughing so hard about the phone. I was right. like, that's so funny. But honestly, call me back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what they... They always do that, where they... they, they then they, like knowing that you're frustrated and you, you you break through with something clever and funny <laughs> and they acknowledge it but then they go right back to right not back. taking your call exactly like, yeah, well, yeah it's so funny uh, take care of yourself <laughs> good luck out there yeah. <laughs> so how how many years was it before you realized like i gotta find someone who takes my calls Oh, several. I
1: think it was probably like five years or something. Oh, and, yeah. I was with Becky for twenty years. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> I was almost. I was almost with three. No, I was with three arts. I was with three arts uh, like a couple of years ago. But oh, like, yeah. I've been. I've been through. You know, I've been through all the managers. I, I like them all, but now I don't have a manager, and it's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, you don't need
1: one. I mean, not right. I, got a lawyer. Yeah, I got a lawyer. You're I an got. Agent.
0: I got friends. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I call people, like, but is you're writing, thing. So like, you know, what are yeah. you gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. And but now, well, well it seems like you should. Yeah, maybe not. You're a showrunner now. Yeah, I'm a showrunner. I mean I still go out and, you know, perf- perform every once nah, in a while. But no but one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no
1: one's no, no no one's filling a theater to be like, Oh yeah, let us let, go check out the showrunner of indebted <laughs> and see what he has to say. He has some jokes from two thousand seven.
0: <laughs> but he used to write on the Goldbergs.
1: Yeah. I got I got Goldberg jokes, I got all sorts of stuff i didn't mean to be mean but see
0: that's what you bring out of me like there's a moment yeah there you out. go yeah that's it like so that's like the old days yeah we're but back also, no one cares we're, we're back. back you're yeah. sneaking around
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm blowing your
0: spot you're making fun of me yeah it's great but but what does happen because like who did i talk to was it Adam? who was in here adam pally pally yeah because yeah. he's on the show right yeah, yeah he's the show he yeah. is the show yeah, he's on the show. Yeah, he he is he's he's the main guy. He's the guy. He's playing uh, not you. He's playing a he's playing a ver- version of me.
1: Yeah, yeah, just like how they're playing a version of my family. Yeah,
0: um, but this didn't really ha- did it
1: really happen? This, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, not not exactly what happened, but basically, you know, we talked a little bit about like my my parents, sort of like you know how they've lived their life, and then. Um, about like a year, yeah, like a year and a half ago, I was talking to them about, you know, long term healthcare because I have a lot of friends who are sort of like dealing, dealing with their folks, you know, their folks. And yeah. I was like, so do you guys have that? Like, what's your plan? And my mom was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, we'll come out to California, you know. And I was like, what do you mean you'll come out to California? <laughs> yeah. She's like, we can hang out. You know, we can live here. You know, it's fine. It's fine. You're so great. And I was like, mom, no, it's not. No. Like she's her whole thing is like she just thinks I'm so like successful and everything is just I'm gonna take care of everything and I was like, We need to make a plan. Like that you guys cannot just move in with me and my family like yeah. because like you're you, you want to come to California. She's from yeah. New York.
0: She's from Brooklyn, yeah. Oh so yeah, she actually talks like she that. actually talks like that. That's so why friend Dresser's playing her. <laughs> she actually talks like a Brooklyn Jewish lady. Oh yeah, totally. Oh wow. Yeah. So their plan was sort of like he's successful and he's got a place in his house and we'll live there. Yeah, but I don't really. That's what that
1: was the thing like it's a it's it's what there wasn't really like a a place so I was like we need to you know sort of sit you down and figure it out so we kind yeah. of started like organizing like their retirement and their sort of plan and that's when I was like I should pitch the show cuz this is insane. So are they here? No, now they're they're in Connecticut, but they're oh. getting ready to, you know, they they, they want to move here, but they're not sure cuz my brother's got a baby in Brooklyn, it's a whole thing. But well, you got babies here, right? I got babies here, yeah. How many babies? I got a f- not really babies, but
0: I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. How old's your k- brother's kids? A baby, like three months old. Oh, well, yours are going to remember them.
1: <laughs> they should,
0: Trust they should me. come out here for a few years. And then when that kid, the brother's kid turns into a person- And ship them back. Yeah, go back yeah. there. Come on. <laughs> There's <laughs> the plan. I made the plan. <laughs> Thank you. Go, go call my mom. She'll be happy to talk uh, to you. Uh, but- All right, so, but after, like, the thing is, is, like, it's, this is one of those situations where they ask me, like, do you want to talk to, uh, you know, uh, Dan uh, Levy? Yeah. (laughs) Not Levy. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. But, like, you know, when I knew you, you are like, just this kid with a haircut. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck is he's running? He made a show? (laughs) He's running a, he's one of those guys that figured this out a way to make a living without drag, you know wandering around the city well we
1: doing the road really what happened was i was on the, i was like on the road like in 2000 like i remember you were trying yeah i was trying hard i was everywhere and i had a million miles i was you know performing wherever i could i was but, doing the comedy central presents and with bangs you know i was doing all that that's stuff the bangs right bangs. so and a but, vest and no, then I, it was i just
0: did a special with a vest was that a mistake for you a hundred percent yes <laughs> Dude. I feel like it's going to be a mistake for me too. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Because I bought the vest. and I thought this looks pretty good, but I haven't worn it since I did the special. Oh yeah, I, I can't. Don't know Why I do that?
1: I can't ever do any throwback Thursdays because it's completely embarrassing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna just. But
0: we, you were like, so we have things in common. So you like, you're the guy that bought the thing for the special and never wore it again. <laughs> yeah, I can't wear. You don't. I mean, you should Google <laughs> Dan
1: Levy Comedy Center Presents. I did a. Uh, yeah. I wore like a. I wore a suit. I did. A, I did a. I did a special like four, three years ago, whatever it yeah. was, and I wore a nice suit. And that, that that's a good look. But, but anyways, yeah, it was, I was, you know, trying, I was on the road, I was doing all, all the things. And then, um, I was always like, you know, writing scripts and stuff. And then it was the year that I wrote a script. Oh, geez. Yeah. You see, look at it. That's dude.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Everything's,
1: (laughs) everything's bad in that picture. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't even, it's but
0: You know, it's horrible. You look a lot like me. Yeah. Remember people used to say that. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that must have been why I was like, I like that guy somehow. We're connected because he's <laughs> like a little version of me. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but I had hair like that too, but this was not, and you were pudgy. Yeah, I think, well, I wouldn't say I was pudgy, but no? I,
1: I mean, I guess I was a little bit. Maybe li- it was something about the vest and <laughs> No, I mean, I, I wasn't working out or anything. I was just sort of, you know, eating but candy. You, you know,
0: you had sort of this kind of like early alt rock thing going, you know, right? Yeah,
1: I, I don't, I was just sort of grasping at straws, I think, I was like, I'll wear this vest, I'll take this haircut, you know, I always was, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, who and, am I? Maybe this will make it clear.
1: <laughs> and it did not. <laughs>
0: That's a bold look with the tie loose, and but it's not really a cool vest. It looks like from a suit that your dad had or something. <laughs> no, it was fully picked out for the special. It was. I, know. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I did that too. I have a history of bad haircuts and bad fashion choices. Yeah, it's it's not great. Now I feel like I'm that's okay. But now um, you seem to leveled leveled off. <laughs> thanks.
1: But, I stopped uh, you know trying so hard now. I just but after <laughs> Montreal,
0: so you settle into New York?
1: No, after Montreal, I moved to L.A and then um but weren't
0: you in new york doing comedy i
1: was i was it was weird because i was in i was just basically back and forth a lot because my parents were in stanford so i'd be in boston and then i i would uh, drive into the city to sure. do spots like yeah. i got passed at the comic think, strip think, yeah lucian holds you know came over was like you could be good here so i would yeah. like drive in and do the check because you, you weren't angry yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh and then same with like the cellar like all those places i just started performing so i just didn't want to give up not being able to perform there right so i just started driving back and forth right
0: yeah yeah and didn't tell anybody didn't tell anybody sure i
1: can do any spot you want yeah, yeah I can, don't sleep <laughs> what am i driving? doing yeah now i'm in north haven
0: yeah so you did
1: that i did that and uh and then i mo- then i moved here and then i and then and then i basically was performing and trying to write I, w- I was interested in writing you know like interested in writing scripts and you stuff. were yeah and you actually did it, and I actually did it. So you didn't have any drug problems? No, I didn't, no. I was before I went to Emerson. Yeah, there was a girl I knew from Connecticut. Yeah, who went to Emerson and yeah. immediately got hooked on heroin. So I was like completely in Boston. In Boston at so, that era. Yeah. Wow. So I was very That's ambitious. I was very stressed <laughs> yeah. about <Heroine>. heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first went to Emerson, I didn't. Uh, I was first in school. I wasn't doing anything. And then I slowly began just like smoking pot constantly. And then yeah. I was that was pretty much high a lot of the early aughts, just right. constantly high. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. But I didn't
0: get deep into The heroin's scary. So but you were able to get the work done that somehow or another, here's the fucking problem. And this is was let's get to the resentment issue. So like you were able somehow like you you were gung-ho you were doing the comedy you were doing the road you fucking you know you were in it to win it and fucking be the comic guy but somehow or another you knew that you weren't going to be essentially that and that this other option was probably good yeah, well, I wasn't, I didn't
1: really know, I, when I first started doing it, I wasn't sure what yeah, was going to happen, but right. it was. I was just writing it and I was like, you know, oh, okay, I'll, I'll write a show, I'll be in the show and I'll, you know, that, that, that'll be my thing. Well, that was the goal was of the everybody,
0: goal. like you want to be the sitcom, the center of a sitcom. Right, exactly. That was, so you're in LA, you're doing stand-up, are you making, but were you getting, what were you headlining? Yeah,
1: I was headlining cuz I was on a lot of like random MTV bullshit like in the early 2000s. Oh, so I was so hosting a, MTV things. So I would oh, go and like Oh, that's why you were annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then I was like super high energy. You know, I right. I, I was everything you didn't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then
0: you're you're the things that I I could have done if I if I let myself be that pandery <laughs> And you represented to me some version of me that didn't happen, but I kind of think it should have. But instead, I'll resent you. Right. So okay. so here I am at Go Bananas bombing with spiky hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go Bananas. Go Bananas. Where was that place? Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I had yep. a bad night there. Yep, so did I. <laughs> one time it went so bad. I think one night it was uh, like- I thought I saw. I had the one of the things where I thought I saw the light. Yeah. So I just got off. It was going bad. anyways. was like, thank God I got the light. Good night, Cincinnati. And walk off stage. And the booker minutes. was like, "You did twenty-one minutes." <laughs> <laughs>
0: did, you have, did you have to go back out? Yeah. They're like, you got to go. I was like, uh, sorry. Uh, what's up? <laughs> So, back. I, I went there the guy booked me thinking that I was a huge star because of Air America and mm-hmm. he paid me he made a deal for a fucking insane amount of money and I sold like 12 tickets oh my and God. it was just the fucking worst like at the end of it I'm like, like you, don't, you don't have to give me all the money <laughs> he's like no I made a deal I'm like yeah but you're never going to work me here again I'm like I made a deal I'm like alright oh my god and you did 23 minutes no i did the whole time <laughs> okay i'll do the time yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. one thing i learned you're to know, do the fucking time it might be terrible yeah but i did it got to yeah if anything i'm i get in trouble for going too long like I, that I, that's my even if i'm sucking if i'm sucking <laughs> i'd go longer
1: i know you love the you love the in between you love the in between the jokes and people just waiting I don't know what
0: it is I like, but like <laughs> I think really, if, if I assess it properly, it's sort of like I don't want them to be able to say that they didn't get their money's worth. Like if if I'm stu- if I'm terrible, like I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, and it just gets ridiculous. And that, and instead of doing an hour, I do an hour and forty-five. None of it good, but they can't. They they're going to leave, going like he tried, he tried. He uh, was he was there for three hours. Yeah,
1: <laughs> was, we just couldn't get us. <laughs> we held out. There was one night in Orlando where I did. Uh, I can't go there. I don't have a good feeling about it. No, it was it was it was it was for Puma, and it was like I don't know if I could say what it was, but they uh, <laughs> what, I, it,
0: was it that bad? <laughs> well, they still associated <laughs> with me with it. it? So <laughs> it's,
1: I wore a, uh, Yeah, so I went. It was like a fashion show thing yeah. that they're like, we're gonna have you in the same sort of thing. They were paying me like too much money, especially then to do this. Yeah. And I got there, and they're like, hey, just so you know, it's gonna be like. You know, there's gonna be ten thousand people, and you're gonna come out after this fashion show, and you're gonna have to do like a lot of material, and you know, write a lot of golf jokes. So I had like a conference call about golf jokes. Corporate?
0: Which company sent you on this? It was,
1: MTV. It was. It was. Yeah, it was an MTV Puma thing. And then I get it's there and they're the like, Hey, just so you know, um there's only like five thousand people. And I'm like, Okay, that that's fine. And they're yeah. like, You still got the tennis jo- the, the golf jokes? I'm like, Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they, they, they put me on a bus, I get I get to the they get to the, they I get to the Orlando airport or whatever, yeah. and they're like, Hey, just you know, there's like you know, there's like uh like we're hoping like fifteen hundred people here now, you know. Yeah, so yeah. just I'm like, cool, cool. I get back I get backstage and there's all these people just naked putting on Puma like clothes for the fashion show. Yeah. And uh and then I, I go, I get right to the the, the rope or right by the curtain. Yeah and the stage manager's like, there's two hundred people out outside so just have fun and i was like okay ten thousand two hundred <laughs> yeah. and i go out stage and i'm like hello orlando and i yeah. realize i'm on a catwalk yeah. so i put my set list of my like jokes that i wrote about like Tiger woods yeah. or whatever the hell it was on the stool and i walk all the way down the catwalk and i'm like hey orlando how's it going and it's this fucking dead silence like no one wants to be there and i was like I got some jokes and then I realized all my jokes were on the stool. So I quickly, like, slowly head up the runway, just walking very quickly. And I grabbed the joke and it was, had some terrible Buick jokes. And it was terrible. And it was one of those things where I was like, they're not going to pay me. And then I got some email, like, on Monday being like, thank you so much. We all loved it. And I was like, you guys weren't there, but I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's, those are the worst. (laughs) But did they pay you? They paid me. Those are, those were terrible. Yeah. Oh my God, man. I used to do, Like when you do, when I worked for Comedy Central, you know, they would want you to represent the network or whatever, right? Yeah. So they'd be like, you know, so-and-so from promotions uh, is gonna contact you about this show that maybe you have, they want Comedy Central talent for the advertisers. So you go do those things and they're never good. No, it's it's oh, always it's always bad, you always feel bad. Yeah. Not, not great. So you're dressed up in Puma and? and <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm just bombing in a Puma hat. <laughs> walk with the money and then your agents go like i heard it went great like who'd you fucking talk to <laughs> yeah. there's no way that went great um, And they don't even give a fuck oh i'm like drafting an apology email <laughs> 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 and right when the other one comes through yeah. good job like oh good yeah again, thank you so much can't yeah, we do it again yeah. the worst <laughs> terrible so all right so you're out here you're you're headlining you're going back and forth you're doing club work but what you, you don't draw or you do you draw a little bit like you draw people like oh at, at that, oh yeah no at, no at, like, in your heyday
1: in, no in, at the peak of it In the at the peak of your face or mine yeah
0: <laughs> Is that was that an MTV show yeah yeah
1: uh yeah like I feel like at, at the peak I'd go to that remember that terrible club deja vu comedy club
0: man where was that
1: uh like middle of it was in the middle of Missouri yeah, oh, yeah. like I don't think I did that one. yeah it was it was it was not great and I would go there and people would show up and I'd be like I got a demo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Really?
0: Those are your people.
1: <laughs> Those are my people. Just like but you, you would be put on the road. Yeah, I'd be put on the road as like MTV. But you, yeah, and then but it, it, it was it was fine. You know, right. I, I was still doing lots of colleges. I did the College Humor tour. That was like where I would do a lot of stuff. And so you were you were a successful NACA
0: act. Um, yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty successful. I'd, so you go do the clean show thing, and they, you know, a bunch of colleges would be like, "We want him to come to our school." Exactly. And then I go and not be clean,
1: and then they, you know, be upset. Mad, and yeah. I was like, "What am I supposed to do? I'm, I've been doing comedy for like six years. You want me to do an hour clean? I have to curse a lot, <laughs> talk about my dick or something." Yeah, right. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> how for, am I going to close? How am I going to close? I got. Okay. I have a giant condoms joke that I have to close with, or else it's not going to
0: go well. No one is going to know it's over. I've been perfecting my tequila fall. <laughs> it's got to happen. Dick darty says I got to keep. Falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then,
1: uh, and then it was actually uh, Whitney Cummings because we were uh, both like writing pilots, and she was like, "Hey, if 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 my show gets picked up, would you want to like help me, you know, punch it up?" Because we always sort of wrote
0: wrote jokes together and stuff. Me, and Whitney. How do yeah. you know Whitney?
1: Just from stand up in LA. We, you know, we were we became Same
0: generation, kind of.
1: Kinda like I, you know, she started like she started like after me. Yeah, but um, we became, you know, we just became friends. How old are you? I'm 38.
0: Hmm. Yeah, around the same age. Right? Yeah, and yeah.
1: We, we we hosted a show together at M Bar. We we became like really good friends. Oh, M Bar, yeah. Yeah, and then um and then she was like, hey, I'm doing this. I have this pilot, Two Book Girls, and I have, I'm doing a show, Whitney. If it uh if them if they get picked up, would you want to help me do it? And I was like, sure. I mean, let me know. And yeah. then I just and then the shows got picked up, and I worked on her first show, Whitney. And uh, you picked the wrong one. I picked, you? I picked the wrong one. <laughs> That's where she was. <laughs> and uh and then uh and then i went there and yeah. then that was the first time i was ever in a sitcom writers room ever and i was like oh this is a whole i did not know what this was and i was still like doing random colleges like that first year of being in a sitcom room i was um, still Whitney. yeah on yeah. Winnie. i
0: was still like traveling i was like doing some stupid red bull thing i was she, like but she didn't know much either did she she had never really been in a room no before, had she no. so she wrote this thing and she was learning on the fly as well. At least you had a, a peer in the situation. Yeah,
1: like at least I knew what she thought was funny. I mean, yeah. I didn't know like how at, at all how a sitcom is run. So at who that was point. in the
0: room? Who was running the show? Who was running Betsy Whitney? Thomas
1: was running Whitney. Oh, okay. um, and there, and it was just really, uh, it was it was a crazy. Experience because it was that thing that you hear about. You know, it's like every week they'd want to change what the show was about. It should be about her friends. It should be about a relationship. But should let's have. So it was a. There was problems immediately. Yeah, know what you're saying. Yeah, it was just it was difficult, and she was. And it was on the air. It was on the air. Yeah, it was on NBC. It was on NBC. Yeah, and it was like. It was a Delia. Was the love interest? Yeah, Delia was the love interest, and it was just. And it was just like this intense sort of. I remember
0: when it was happening. Yeah, there was billboards everywhere, and it was like. Yeah, because I think she asked me to play a part of a psychiatrist. In one of the episodes, I was like, yeah, you said no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I couldn't do it, but I was like, I really didn't do any of that kind of work. And, and at the point I was at then, because it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Right? What was well, it five, six years ago? No, I think it was like, it was, no, it was like nine or 10 years ago. But I was already in the podcast. I was already doing the podcast. Yeah. I remember. I was sort of like, do I, do I need to do that? I don't need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh... Was it like one season? It was one,
1: se- no, two seasons. Yeah, one was one that one season just was didn't, shorter. It didn't take, didn't take, but it was you know it was it was it was it was a really good experience for me just watching it all sort of go down and sort of like you know I went from to see Seeing- her friend and just sort of like being there for her and sort of watching like how a sitcom gets yeah, made you right. know and it was just uh, now you
0: don't speak to her and uh, <laughs> yeah we are we, we <laughs> had a horrible falling out no I still talk to her all the time but um so you guys went through that together but you were able to see you know. Sort of the, I, I would say the experience outside of learning how to be in a writer's room or how these things are structured. You, the more important lesson you realized was who's in control, how things can go wrong, yeah. what happens when they do go wrong. You know, how do you handle it? How does your friend Whitney handle it? Yeah, and uh, so that was so. It was a baptism in fire, really. Oh yeah, and then I then from
1: there then. Then Mulaney called me and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be doing. He's gonna go through it twice, <laughs> right. Yes. So then he's like, "Hey, uh, my show got picked up. Come, come help me." And uh, and then we did
0: that show and it was like sort of like the same thing again. But of- almost like the weird thing about that Mulaney show is almost like he didn't. It was almost like it was happening to him. Yeah. Like it just seemed like it was ill-fitting from the get-go. No I, I, no, I, well, I think what it was,
1: was it was, it was a show on NBC and then it it was, there was notes to make it a certain way and then didn't get picked up and then Fox took it and he sort of did, did a version of what I think he wanted it to be. And then we started making it and we were in like a real bubble making the show because it never at aired Fox. at Fox yeah, and, uh, and it was, you know, he's the funniest person ever. We, we, it was, yeah. it was so much fun, yeah. you know, making that show. How many did, ran at NBC? No, none, just the pilot. Okay. And then they picked up. 16 episodes at Fox and Uh then we were just making these episodes and uh and we thought went wrong well I I don't I mean I just think it just was not like it wasn't like super clear what the show was I think looking back you know Uh it was was really funny yeah um but I think it was just I don't know people didn't get into it and it was it just didn't work and then they pulled it from the air But it was again, again, I was like there sort of, I had like a better sense of how, how these things ran then. So I was sort of like more like producing it with him and sort of being like, let's do this, let's do that. Um, But it's still, you know, it's, it's was so intense. And then then I was like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. Because like, was it, was it misunderstood or you guys weren't putting together what you wanted to put together? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, was the show that was being presented on Fox, the show that you guys wanted it to be? I mean, I th- at that time, yes, I think
1: looking back, we probably should have made it differently. Oh. But in, in that moment, you know, we are making, you know, a mu- the problem is, I think when you're making a multicam like my show is like it's like those it's like the old it's an old school format, you know, yeah, so sure. it's like, you know, you, you, you want to make a show that it's an easy digestible format, you know, so whenever you try to do anything that's not that in that format, it gets yeah. confusing. Right. And I think that sort of was the lesson, you know.
0: Yeah, because that format is hard to you know. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. So it's hard to sort of be you know, change it. You know, to yeah. do anything outside like the of that. Most it.
0: you can do with that format. Seinfeld did right, and they had a lot of money, and yeah. a lot of sets. Yes. So if you don't have that, you do what you do.
1: Yeah, and it's also you know there was more more room to like figure things out you know in the er- you know in the nineties and stuff too you know it's like I
0: feel and like it all comes down to money. I mean yeah, yeah I guess it's but the the truth of the matter is it's. It's fucking vaudeville, dude. Mm-hmm. You got three sets and you know it's a joke delivery system. So figure out how these characters are going to be at least believable as caricatures of whatever they are and then write them jokes. Exactly. That's what on, on my
1: <laughs> show, I'm always like, here's my notes, louder, faster, let's go. <laughs> and one time Fran was like, you just keep saying louder, faster. I'm like, I know that's what I want it to be. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: it's just a Jewish family just talking at each other. So let's yeah. just do that. Yeah. Interesting. So- all right, so you then you get after Whitney and Mulaney. Now you're like a writer guy. Yeah, and then you're I was in. like, you then fuck I was stand up, really. Yeah, so then don't yeah, need
1: it anymore. So I, yeah, I, I don't. I stopped I stopped performing. Like I definitely stopped going on the road. Except I did a, I did a special in between. Then um, in between what? In between that and the Goldbergs, and I. And I in did, between
0: Mulaney and the Goldbergs.
1: Yeah, uh, ish. Like a, you know, like uh, I forget. 2016. So then I did so out of nowhere. You did a special. So I did, you just had to get it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I did a CISO special, which probably you know remember CISO, <laughs> R.I.P. Terrible, terrible, another terrible so, decision. So someone because Whitney said they're giving away money. <laughs> go, 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 go to CISO. Right? No, no, no yeah. Basically, I got it. I. It was something, you know, as a comedian, it's always something I really wanted to do. Oh, you
0: wanted to do the hour special. I want
1: to do an hour special. Right. I've been, I've been, you know, writing jokes, you know, forever. Yeah. I have, I, you know, yeah. so then I was like, I want to do this thing. And, uh, and then I went on like, you know, a 10 week tour and sort of put the special together. And then do you sh- like it um i do like it i, th- I think it was really but,
0: uh but the thing that i, that I remember about cso is like it just went away and people are like do we get our stuff back no it, stuff
1: i should have known i had like a conference call with them like you know before the, it came out and then and, and i remember one of the executives was like sorry i'm late for the call just dropped my kids off uh, hey dan uh it's crazy you, you have kids and i'm like my whole fucking special is about kids <laughs> this is not gonna go well <laughs> so, so the, the main guy didn't see it yeah yeah so uh it was already going down the drain it was I, I guess they were i think they were already like you know pulling down the cubicles as our conference call was going on
0: <laughs> can you hear that
1: dan yeah yeah we're moving we're moving where are, Downsizing. oh, oh did, uh, apple buy you no no no. who bought you uh, no one we're gonna um just close everything okay can i get my special back no um where will it be nowhere um okay Gotta go. go hello hello <laughs> Wait, uh, wait! But I I asked every comedian to tweet about it, please. It's very annoying to text so, people. So
0: it didn't even air? No, it aired. Okay, it totally, it totally aired. It was on CISO, which is a streaming thing,
1: right? It, it was, yeah, it's a streaming thing. And then it all went away. And then it was done. And then I was like, well, that was a. I'm glad that I you know went on the road for eleven weeks with a three. You got paid baby. for it though. Oh yeah, I got paid. But and, now uh, with the special, do with you, so you, much money too. CISO was just giving me so much money. They didn't give you a lot of money.
0: No. Did do you do you have a copy of the thing?
1: yeah oh good yeah yeah no it's it's good I have a, have a, I'll have sell it to you my trunk.
0: so eventually you can just like throw it up somewhere no okay. yeah yeah I think on so on YouTube or whatever yeah it's and then funny under a different name like I don't know how that got up there but yeah. you can go
1: watch it yeah exactly it was so weird someone someone pirated the Dan Levy lion see so special someone is a hardcore Dan <laughs> that's, fan
0: that's crazy crazy well I
1: guess I'll watch it it's live on Facebook
0: <laughs> do that
1: yeah it'll only take me 10 years to figure out how to upload it I'm sure it'll be fine <laughs>
0: So so after that, you, who hires you for the Goldbergs? So Adam Goldberg. Uh, yeah, so that's the other tie-in. Like, um, I know the other Adam Goldberg. Right, so yeah. I don't know the other Daniel Levy. Right. But I do know the other Adam Goldberg, and it's the bane of his existence. Right. It used so, to be, not so much anymore. Yeah. And you guys wrote it in to fuck with him. I don't think that was nice, but what are you going to do? So I, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> you knew it was happening.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and- uh, yeah, And then that was, um, yeah, so then, I, then Adam called me and then he was like, uh, my buddy Steve was like, you know, you should bring on Danny's Funny. He was looking for like, you know, just some funny people to bring on the show. How long did
0: you write on the Goldbergs
1: for? Uh, three seasons.
0: And who's Adam Four Goldberg? Go, where'd that guy come from?
1: He's a writer. He was, you know, writing movies and TV shows. And, oh, okay. then, and then he had the show. So he's. And
0: so you're working with Jeff Garland a lot?
1: Yeah, Jeff Garland all the time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I work with him and then I see him, you know, Jones on third. So yeah. I see a lot of Garland in
0: my life. <laughs> <laughs> the, the restaurant? Yeah, the restaurant. There's a restaurant. He's on Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's still around, Jones? I th- yeah. 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 yeah and um, but um CISO uh, bought it and then uh, and so we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know what's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> come but, to uh, CISO's <laughs> the restaurant <laughs> where they they just have five TV screens over the bar yeah. running all their specials at, yeah. no, that's but, where you can see it yeah, oh, you have to go to the bar at CISO's
1: yeah that, that, that's what's something I would fucking do someone would be like hey the people who own CISO are opening this restaurant you want to invest they they, they love you they, they loved your special they know it's all about your kids <laughs> I'm like okay yeah
0: yeah, yeah let me, let me. that sounds great can I eat there whenever I want <laughs> yeah. yeah they'll have a t- table for you every time oh that's cool oh it is cool so you do that for three years and you're like i'm gonna leave i got an idea i'm gonna do my own thing
1: yeah well during that time i kept on you know i was trying to get my own thing going so i would like you know pitch shows and you know i wrote wrote a show last the year before that before the show happened i had another show that i
0: wrote that didn't make before the new one yeah so which one what was that called that one was oh my god looks like you've done some acting here and there too eh? oh yeah i played fedora guy i've played uh Cool
1: therapist on... On Whitney? On Atypical.
0: Oh, because I think I was supposed to be the therapist on Whitney. Yeah, I was on Atypical. Oh, no. And the fedora guy was on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
1: Yeah, and then I play a comedian on my show. I play uh, annoying Cousin Dan. Oh, really? Who's inviting people to his comedy shows.
0: (laughs) 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 Got to write yourself in. (laughs) Yeah, why not? So, Indebted. Yes. The one you tried to sell before this was called what?
1: The one I tried to sell before this, I forget. I think it was it was this untitled Dan Levy. And what was the, that it? That was, was the angle. That was based on um just me and my wife and our young kids, and it was just like a a family show. Just and they <laughs> were like, well, "Yeah, we've like, seen like, this before." Yeah, what like, is this?
0: I mean, who are you really? It doesn't seem like you're ill defined. <laughs> yeah, what, what? And then what? you said, "But I got a vest. A I, got, I got a vest. <laughs> I got I got I got a point of view." <laughs> and uh, an indebted. So we discussed sort of the foundation of this, and these yes. are really kind of like your parents. And Stephen Weber was he your first choice? Um, yeah. Well, he he yeah yeah
1: because he, he they auditioned the auditioned dad, so I knew. Uh huh. Yeah, we wanted him.
0: Yeah, and that and he knows how to do these three camera things. Oh,
1: he's incredible. Yeah, I mean him and Fran together done like 500 episodes. So like talking to them about like being on the Paramount lot in the yeah. 90s, and right. Wings, yeah. And he he really is like a true like version of like my dad. It's, uh-huh. it's pretty great.
0: Now, so tell me now that you're. Your dad's, uh, his buddy Steve's not working on the show. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not involved.
1: <laughs> he's not involved in this project. I will say, though, it, Steve's big thing is with my dad, they sneak onto lots. And when we were writing Mulaney, like yeah. it was a very, obviously a very stressful situation. And there was one moment in the middle of the day when we we're like trying to figure out yeah. how, what the hell to do. Steve and my dad bust in the writer's room, and Steve is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and holding his camera. And he's yeah. like, uh, Wizard of Oz was filmed here. We're like, see what the and Everyone's like, who is this guy? <laughs> is he like a psychotic <laughs> Mulaney stalker? And and, was, and your dad was there too. Yeah, yeah. My my dad is the king of like just like finding ways into places and being like, hey, uh, there's no security at this uh, this comedy show. I'm
0: like Thanks. <laughs> Please take your seats. <laughs> and he's also the guy that called up your college agent to tell yeah, me to not exactly. He seems like you tolerate a lot with this guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My, and and
1: when when I was flying, I used to meet him at airports. You yeah. Know? And, uh, and he just, you know, just constantly screams at everyone, you know? So he would, there was one time, this is, this is kind of an insane story, but I was, he was very big on like, you know, getting on, like, you know, upgrading. That was yeah. his big thing. He's like, sure. make sure you get there, put your name on a list. Is your name on a list? Every day. He'll be like, is your name on a list? Do you have the GoGo Wi-Fi password? So he always texts me or my brother. Yeah. In the air, got the GoGo. I'm like, okay, dad, we'll contact you if we need you. <laughs> and... And we're, um, he's like, meet me at Terminal H. We're like in, you know, Chicago together. Yeah, and he's right. like, he's like, I'll walk you to the to terminal. I'll talk to them for you. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, 25. I can talk <laughs> to these people. He's like, he's like, uh, Levy, he's going to, we won't put him on the upgrade. He's a, he's executive platinum flyer. He's so proud of that. Yeah. So I think he was more proud of me at being executive platinum <laughs> flyer than <laughs> he is in my own TV show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A million miles. So you're fly. an
0: American? Usually. Yeah. Okay. So all right, so he's proud multi platinum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Gets yeah. In, yeah. And so then, what's the story? You're and I'm like,
1: I want to get it upgraded. And uh and they're like, Okay, sorry, there's no upgrade list. And he's like, He's executive platinum. And I was like, um, yeah, well, like the sorry sir. And he's like, just so you know, he's flying around the country. Like he's like these people give a shit about me. Right, like right, yeah. he's a comedian and uh, you know, he, you could put it on the upgrade list and they're like, Sorry, sir, we, we can't and my dad's like, I'm looking, there is there is a spot. They're like, Sorry, we can't and my dad goes, You're the reason for 9-11! and then runs away. And I'm they're being like, um I'm sorry, uh, he's got some issues, and uh, you could send oh security, God. but I'm going to go into Hudson and get some sunflower seeds. <laughs> so he just ran away? Just ran away. It was the most insane thing that he's ever done, and I always talk to him about that, and he's always like, yeah, well, that guy, he, he could have upgraded you. Oh, does he have mental problems? <laughs> I mean- Is he on medicine, or just weed? Yeah, no, no, he's, he's yeah, 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 oh, okay. he's hes good now.
0: Okay. <laughs> You always got along with him. It seems like you. Already...
1: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, got along. I mean, he screamed at me. Like my whole, most of my childhood was him screaming at me. But I, in a real way. Yeah, but yeah. I would do stupid shit. So you know, it doesn't would, sound right. Yeah, it's traumatizing. It's very traumatizing. He just, it you know, just it would just be like, Dad what the fuck did you do but there was things that i did like when i was eight i drove his car through the garage like you know shit that you know would make you go right. crazy you right know?
0: so you kept you, that
1: up <laughs> i kept that up <laughs> getting kicked out of hebrew school you know like all, all the stuff that, you yeah. know made
0: the hebrew school teacher cry yeah, i threw stink bombs oh yeah and so you're out as I'm, a jew i'm out yeah. <laughs> i'm out i'm catholic now <laughs> <laughs> but so uh but now he's like, is a consultant on the show? <laughs> no, he thinks he is. <laughs> I film them for after every episode. We're
1: gonna upload like a video of them talking about you know the story of the episode and the how, real parents, my real parents. Yeah, and we film that, and that's as far as it goes. But, that's a lot. Yeah,
0: he's like now it's it's full circle. He's made it. Oh yeah, he's just they gotta were...
1: get Steve involved. Oh no, I saw I saw I saw <laughs> the last taping. They came to. And I kept telling them. I was like guys, yeah. like I want you to come to the show. I know it's yeah. exciting, but you can't you can't be here a lot because i'm very stressed like i'm spiraling yeah, so yeah. i can't have you just like in my space and they're like okay okay so they come to the last taping during like the, the last scene i look over my dad is like on the camera op next to this guy i'm like dad what are you doing he's like boomer's cool he's gonna email me i'm like get it's a union job i was like get off the cameras <laughs> boom is cool yeah, boomer's, cool. Oh, boomer's, boomer's cool. cool boomer's cool boomer's cool uh
0: uh-huh. yeah yeah, boy, well, that's a the... Camera boy. operator. Yeah, oh, okay. was his name. I oh, was that's sitting next name. to him,
1: like, like on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like on the camera saddle. Oh, boy. So how many episodes you shoot? We shot 13. Really? Yeah. So they're all loaded up? Yeah, we're still, I'm still editing them, yeah, but they're ready to go.
0: And Adam, like, you guys have a history? Yeah, well, we I knew him just from... Uh, they, he, I talked to him. He seemed to think you, like, were friends. Yeah, Yeah. no, we're totally friends. Okay, our yeah. our, our <laughs>
1: Never spoke to him the entire time. I was like, "Read these lines." <laughs> um, no, we were we were friendly just through comedy, mm. and then in uh, New York. Uh, no, in in LA, oh. and then and then our kids went to preschool together, and then we became like just like dad friends hanging out. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a movie like five years ago or something, and then he read a table read. He read like the yeah. guy, and I was like, "This guy's so fucking funny." Yeah. And he already I already knew he was so funny. So then when it got picked up, I was like, "You know, can you do this? Are you available?" And for uh, this someone, in For daddy. this thing, yeah.
0: What happened to that movie?
1: It went nowhere.
0: Oh. Yeah. It a movie you wrote.
1: Movie I wrote, yeah.
0: How many things have you written that are nowhere?
1: Um, I wrote the movie, I wrote that movie called Plus One. And of course, this happens to me. I wrote this movie called Plus One. It yeah. was like Yorma, you know, Lonely Island, Yorma yeah. DeCone. He was going to direct it. It was like, we did a table read. It was a whole thing. And then it didn't happen. And then like three other movies came out called Plus One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I love show business. Yeah. And then I wrote Triplets. The uh-huh. sequel to Twins. Uh huh. And that was with
0: Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and another guy? And Eddie Murphy. Oh. And huh. I got to say, you know what? I, so, and I had to pitch them, you know, to, to get them into this movie. Were you being paid to write this, or this was this your idea?
1: No, I was getting paid to write. Yeah, yeah, I was getting paid to write. It was like a, you know, we, we pitched on it. Yeah. And then we got, you know, Ivan Reitman signed off on the pitch. Yeah. And then yeah. we pitched it to, went to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house. Yeah. Pitched it to him and that was an insane experience. Yeah, and he's like, you was know, he governor? He was not governor. Yeah, and uh, but he was his essence was insane. You know, really? Yeah, just like you know, this is a guy whose like voice has been in my head since I don't even ever. Yeah, and he is wearing like Lululemon. And he looks older and he's eating chicken. He's like, I heard you're so funny. I'm like, no way. You see my seesaw special? <laughs> There's no way you know that I'm funny. And then we like sit down and he's petting um his Labrador retriever yeah. as I'm pitching him the movie. And yeah. I look up and there's an oil painting of him petting the same Labrador retriever. And I was like, my life is insane. I'm pitching with my my buddy Steve Aslone, And then we are like getting to the end and Steve has like the, memo, like the emotional part like emotional part of triplets but like yeah. the part you know whatever it was and uh, in the middle of that like Arnold's really looking at us he's like okay this is real good and then a fucking horse walks in the kitchen <laughs> oh, yes. named Whiskey a horse? Uh, an actual like horse animal and, and he stands up and he goes Whiskey what are you doing you're ruining the pitch and we're like what is what? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just everyone's like uh, all his other people are just like nodding like okay yeah whiskey's here and we're like no 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 <laughs> it's a no, no it's, a, it's a horse in the house and then he brings it back down and then he sits and he's like i am so sorry you know whiskey and we're like no we don't know whiskey <laughs> but we'll keep on pitching and then after that um we're walking out and ivan's like what interesting guy right and i'm like there's a horse at this pitch guys is no one gonna bring this up and ivan was there with you yeah yeah they were all there and then we had to pitch dane devito and, uh, and he, he's a great guy. He's great. He was great. He was the least interested. He was like, why do you want to do this? And we're like, I, I don't know. Can we pitch it to you? And we pitched him the entire movie. And he had, a, he had like a long goatee at the time. And he yeah. was so funny. He like, was like really thinking about it. And he looks at my buddy Steve and he goes, could you just tell me it one more time? And Steve goes, well, what part he goes, "Just the, the, the beginning. We're like, the, the whole fucking bitch. <laughs> and then after that, we've had like nine meetings at this point. And then the producer was like, okay, so now you guys you guys need to get Eddie Murphy or or else we can't like, you know, green light it or whatever. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. And I remember hearing you, you interview Chris Rock and right. you, you asked him what he talks to Eddie Murphy about. And he said- Comedy, the comic strip, yeah. all that stuff. So I was like, all right, if I could just get Eddie Murphy to talk about the comic strip, bring up Dennis Wolfberg. And yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, right. So then yeah. Um, we're sitting there and we're waiting for Arnold. Okay, this is the day we're in Eddie Murphy's house. It's incredible. I'm like, we're like waiting to go in and, uh, you know, waiting for him. And then I see, we hear his voice and he just goes, Oh, the motherfucker's in the house or something like this. And we're like, oh, my God, it's fucking Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And he brings into this like amazing room, super high ceilings. Yeah. And uh, and we're waiting for Arnold. And he's like, I don't know where Arnold is. And we're like, yeah. And it's like trying to kill time. Yeah. And then this executive, Allie Bell, actually looks at Eddie Murphy. And she goes, you know, Eddie, uh, Dan, uh, Dan just p- put out a seesaw special. <laughs> swear to God. So, yeah. so, of course, Eddie Murphy, huge seesaw fan. Yeah, no, of course. No, of course, yeah. He's ready. So he was like, oh, comedian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, you know, um, I uh, I started the comic strip. He's like, the comic strip! And it was just like, it was on. And it was yeah. just like, he was so fucking into it. Yeah. And he started talking about comedy. And he was like, you know, he's like, I want to get back out there. And then, and this was like, it's a couple of years ago yeah. now. And I was like, you should do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he was like, I'm thinking about it. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, there's just so many good specials and the comedy is so good right now. And he was just being so fucking funny. And he yeah. was talking about... um uh you know just the, Dennis Wolfberg he was talking about Lucian all yeah, these people right? and it was just so awesome and i was like oh my god like i broke through like i'm just talking comedian to comedian yeah. and then um and then it was the day this is what year it was it was a day that um Donald Trump attacked Arnold's because uh, he was the new host of The Apprentice. Okay, that was that day before he was president. No, he was president. Oh right. So Arnold comes in in a cowboy hat. He's like, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Could you believe the Twitter storm? And we're like, w-. and he's <laughs> like, you know, Donald is obsessed with me. And like, I'm 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 here. Like, I think I'm like thinking back to like Dick Darty's comedy. I'm thinking about like my entire life, and I'm like falling. I am in Eddie Murphy's house pitching him triplets with Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about the comic strip and he is mad because the president who is Donald Trump is attacking him on Twitter I was <laughs> like what is my life
0: <laughs> and then did you pitch to, the,
1: to there, the Eddie yeah we pitched it to him and he was laughing and he was like really into it and then he was like look man you guys seem real funny and uh Arnold I love Arnold I want to do a movie with him so uh you know send me the script if it's funny we'll do it and then it was just that classic, like, we rewrote the movie a hundred times, and then nothing ever sort of came to it. Huh. But uh, but it was a great story. Yeah. Know? And I got to meet Eddie Murphy. And then I saw Chris Rock at the, um, uh, when he did his last tour, I went yeah. to, I went and saw him. And then in front of me was Eddie Murphy. So I was like, should I say something? You know, I don't I mean, want to say- Because
0: it's risk. Cause he, what if he's like, who are you? Right. Yeah. So
1: then, but then we got up at the same time. We were exiting and I was like, it's right next to him. And I was like, Eddie. And like three security guards sort of grabbed, <laughs> grabbed me. <laughs> and I was like, it's Dan, triplets. And he's like, oh yeah, man. Where's that <laughs> script? And I'm like, I don't know. Great seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> it was equivalent to me seeing you at the Gershwin Hotel.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where's that script? Where's that you're script? you're being escorted? Yeah, as I'm getting sent to like, you oh, know. Oh, man. That's great, man. Yeah. That's good stories. <laughs> so when does, uh, you know, the uh, the show go on? It comes out February 6th. I guess we're doing this in re- in in conjunction with
1: that. Right, yeah. I'm this just, is promoted. It. We're promoting it. We're promoting it so much. Is it funny? It's actually... Like I'm honest, honestly, it's funny because it's, yeah. here's, here's the thing. I felt like everyone is funny on the show well, yeah. and I feel like that's sort of the key to like multi-cam success It's like, it's got, the cast is so good. And who's your guy? Who's writing it? Me. And, uh, who's in the room? Who's in the room? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Dan Mintz is there. Uh, Teresa Mulligan is there. Annie Mebbin's there. Rupinder Gill is there. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Monte Ritter, um Gene Cross there. My my, my my wife Rachel is in the room with Audrey, Annie Mebbin, David Gracio It's a big room. Yeah, I mean a lot of people were consultants. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people out there are gonna be like, You forgot me. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was there I'm the assistant. I was there. The writer's assistant. I'm
1: there. Oh yeah, Joe Feldman, writer assistant. Um uh Clay writer's assistant. But uh yeah, we had uh, we had a we had a good a great it was, you know, mostly of you're mostly running women. it? I'm running it. You're the showrunner. I'm the showrunner. Is
0: the first time you've done that?
1: Yeah. It's so intense because so many other, all these other jobs, I was just like, you know, I was the good friend of the creator yeah. who they trusted. And I would like, you know, you know, work with them and, you know, and pitch jokes. Yeah. And Whitney. And then Ma- Mulaney, Mulaney too. yeah. Right, you know, write jokes with him. We'd work, yeah. we'd work all the weekends on yeah. him and stuff. But when I was in the Goldbergs, it was like, I'd show up and pitch a bunch of jokes and be like, all right guys. And then write a script and then go home and like, you know, it'd be nighttime and I just do my own thing. And then I leave, you know, now as a showrunner, it's like, oh, like I have to think about everything always. And I'm just yeah. like not sleeping and losing my mind and kind of realizing why people go crazy.
0: <laughs> right. But yeah. You, but you don't have to be the crazy showrunner who makes everyone else crazy. No,
1: no, I tried not to because, you know, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's not great.
0: Yeah. But if it, but if it works, you're, you're fucking set.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully <laughs> it's so different now. I mean, I get, if it really works, yeah. it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it also could be, you know, I'm also very good aware. You know, good give me like, yeah, good like a good season, everyone. Uh, they're gonna air one and a half episodes. <laughs> but good news, they're gonna stream the the, the special on Peacock. Okay, cool. Well, there's a win. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be positive. Yeah, I got. Yeah,
0: that's funny. It's like it, that's like the other joke, the other doctor's joke It's yeah. like, uh, hey, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, good news. It, it came out great. They're gonna air one and a half episodes, but. On bigger news, my seesaw special, my seesaw special is going to be on Peacock. We don't know what's going to happen with these things, but yeah. it's like the joke uh, you, with the good news, bad news. Yeah, nature, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Right. Do you go to the doctor's office. You, there's good news and bad news. What do you want first? The bad news. <laughs> and he's like, you have cancer. Well, what's the good news? You see that secretary up front? I'm fucking her. <laughs> so that was yeah. A, that was the joke I was kind of modeling. Yeah. after. did you heard that before? Yeah, yeah. Of course, right? Yeah, come on. For all the jokes. Alright, well good. So now everything's clear. We're we're okay. We're okay. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Now do you go <laughs> do you go to work now? What day? Yeah, is it? I gotta go. Monday? It's, it's Monday. It's Monday. And you go to where you at C B S or I go NBC? to, I go to go uh to in
1: in, in, po- in post, I'm just going to the oh. Sherman Oaks. Just do some editing. I'm just editing now. That's so, it. It's yeah. done. It's where done. was the sound stage at?
0: Sony. Sony. In Culver City. Yeah. Uh. Stage twenty eight so far. Okay. So hopefully everything will work out. Say hi to everybody for me. I will. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. That was fun. I I got some laughs. I enjoyed talking to that fella, that young fella. Uh, So his show, Indebted, is uh, NBC Tonight's funny comedy series. Uh, It premieres tonight, February 6th. 9 30 8 30 central you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour for venue and ticket information for all my winter tour dates that are coming up me and dean oh yeah man all right i can't play the guitar because haven't move that shit down to the new studio i hope it sounds okay it's gonna sound a little better when i get some and put a little foam on the ceiling gotta get some foam on the ceiling boomer lives